Hey Leo, welcome to A11 Crypto. It's a great pleasure to have you here.、Uh, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, joining my podcast, Leo is the、uh, founder and managing partner of Eden Block, and Leo has a background in venture investing. And、uh, I wanted to get him on the podcast today because. Right now, given the state of the market in crypto and blockchain journal, I think it's great to get somebody who has institutional background to talk about the market and his investment approach. So, Lior, if you could please introduce yourself and Ethan Block. Hey, Harvey. Thanks. First of all, thanks. Thanks for having me on the podcast.、Uh, it's it's great to be here. And yeah, in terms of the intro, I guess. Do you want the long intro or the short intro? Well, I'll, I'll go for the medium. I'll go for the medium、yes. intro, right?、Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. So. Uh, a little bit of, I guess, personally about me. My name is Leo Mesica. I'm based in Tel Aviv currently,、uh, living with my girlfriend and my dog、um, near near Tel Aviv. And professionally, I, I wear two hats. So the first one,、uh, which I think I might have told you about before, is is that I'm the CEO of Mesica Holdings,、uh, which which gave me actually great exposure into. Uh, the, the venture landscape through through a multiplicity of different kind of directions,、uh, but really what what I've been doing at at Masika for the past four years is I've been managing the, the single family office and and trying to、uh, really keep us out of trouble in terms of、uh, working on on our diversification profile.、Um, we've got so what we've done for the past fifty years at Masika is is we've built companies.、Uh, today we we we're Looking at seven operating companies, which we own a majority stake in,、um, and and those companies have have seen tremendous tremendous success within their own industries. We've learned a lot, you know, from that as as entrepreneurs.、Uh, my family and I, so we're six siblings. We all work together、um, on those companies.、Uh, my background, I guess, as an operator within those companies, was always growth oriented. So understanding how and where、uh, to 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 achieve、uh, the best results in, in the least amount of times, whether it's、uh, when it comes to hiring, or when it comes to marketing, or when it comes to、uh, sales, or when it comes to fundraising,、um, all of that ha- has been、uh, really deeply ingrained in, in kind of my my、uh, career as a, as an operator. And I've been,、uh, I guess, I guess moving more and more into the family office. Uh, uh, side of things when it comes to management, and、uh, so today I, I sit on the board of all of these operating companies, or at least the, the most important ones.、Um, I manage uh, uh, about seven or eight now different uh, investment strategies uh, that we count as kind of passive investment strategies. So you know, ranging all the way from real estate, private equity, private debt,、um, and 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 of course venture capital,、uh, which is really where I got my my exposure into into the VC space, especially the early stage investing. Uh, um, VC space and and of course the the blockchain industry. So that leads directly into the second hat that I wear、um, a, a lot more a lot more publicly these days.、Uh, so I'm I'm also the founder and managing partner at at Eden Block,、uh, like you said.、Um, so Eden Block was was founded about three years ago、uh, with a very very clear mandate of first of all understanding the the, the blockchain space, and、uh, I did that through. You could say trial and error, <laughs> which I which I which I which I call、uh, angel tickets, right? So the first half of our of our investments were were really just angel tickets that that I've、uh, um, that I've made into into a variety of different early stage companies. So a lot of 
really, really awesome kind of uh, uh, first of its kind networks um, in, in, the, in the crypto space uh, in early 2017 and 2018. And, and uh, about yeah, two and a half years ago, we started to, uh, to institutionalize our approach uh, to write a lot larger checks, um, um, take quite aggressive positions in, in, in the, the seed rounds that we were seeing. Um, long story short, we put together <clears throat> a team of all-star uh, investors, really so from from uh, all sides, of, from all corners of the industry, uh, with with tremendous experience. And uh, yeah, I mean, t today we're uh, probably one of the most active investors in Europe. Um, we've we've uh, just just recently led uh, the, the the seed round of, of a company called Biconomy, but we've invested in, in a number of other very high profile uh, European projects. Um, you know, we we like to be first first money or first commitments in. Um, we like to be uh, uh, working with our with our founders uh, as intimately as possible on a variety of, of different topics, whether it's R and D, marketing, strategy, fundraising, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so we've really kind of. Uh, uh, lived um uh, uh, you know through through the, uh, the this entire crypto uh, craze for the last three years in, in in our own world uh we've kept very quiet um all of our investments so far have been made uh not through lp money but actually through proprietary capital which has been uh, um a lot a lot more difficult uh because we, we tend to be a lot more careful when it comes to our own money uh, uh than sometimes uh, lp money and and uh, especially when there's so much deal flow like like now um, we've been able to actually shelter ourselves uh, from, from uh, you could say, making the mistakes that uh, some investors made in the space, uh, which are inevitable, uh, because I, I think we, we, we had the privilege of, of being extremely, extremely careful with uh, where we place our capital. Now, today, Edenblock is, is again focusing on investments um, in the very early stage. So we specialize in pre-seed and, and, and seed uh, uh, companies. Uh, we we uh, really specialize in, in, in three specific sectors, uh, which I can talk to you about in, in a second. I, I know that uh, there, there's quite some time to, to speak about the investment thesis and everything else, uh, but we're, we're trying to be extremely focused. And, uh, in, in, you know, we're, we're investing in in Europe, uh, most most uh, predominantly, and, and of course, we're staying very very close to the global innovation uh, that's happening, uh, uh, you know, across the space. So right, you know, we're right. even. Yep. Right, right, right. I mean, that, that that's a brilliant, brilliant introduction. So, a few things to pick out there, right? One is focus, efficiency, and uh, leading the round. Um, just talk us through the process you you use to de-risk investment, right? Because, as you said, the given the current market condition where everything is quite exuberant, where things are frothy, where you have so much deal flow, right? How do you deal risk your investment? What are the important steps um, and milestones maybe you look for in the investment you do? Yeah, so I mean, there's a, there's a couple of things that, that go into de-risking our investments. Um, and I guess that I could really compartmentalize my answer into two different sectors, right? So pre-investment, there's the de-risking that that happens uh, through our due diligence and, and through our research and through our ability to educate ourselves on uh, the industry uh, or or the specific use cases that you know company X is is, is targeting and so through our, our deep understanding um, and actually uh, um, that company's ability to 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 be part of our mandate and this is really where where I go into specifics but really the the biggest de-risking that that occurs. Um, on the pre-investment 
is actually in, in market selection and, and understanding what the size of the market that company X, Y, or Z are, are targeting. And, and this is why, you know, in terms of our investment thesis, we're, we're targeting three uh, verticals yeah, what and are only they? three verticals. Yeah. So, so we're, t we're targeting supply chains. Uh, so, so just a couple of words about supply chains. Supply chains move 50% of the world's GDP. That's $45 trillion a year moving through uh, um, all kinds of supply chains across across the world. And we know that, you know, as it is a global uh, uh, infrastructure that in many cases is 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 severely bird, burdened with with all kinds of different uh, uh, problems and, and afflictions. Right. So if you're looking at uh, the supply chain of, of diamonds or metals or, or or even pharmaceuticals, there's a lot that goes into into, you could say, uh, uh, first of all, securing uh, the, the supply chain, making it efficient. And so all the problems that were that that supply chains are facing today, um, many of them are actually, uh, you could say, solved uh, or, or trying to be solved with with uh, applications uh, of, of blockchain technology. And so this is where we believe that, you know, one of the areas uh, um, like a real market, an existing market, a huge market where, where blockchain can actually come in. And, and be a part of the solution and, uh, and, and truly disrupt uh, uh, industries. Um, and, 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 and of course, supply chain is, is, is one of the biggest ones in the world. So our second vertical is, is financial services and financial assets, uh, which again, talking about marketizing, I mean, finance sectors <laughs> are, 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 are fantastically huge and you know, proven, especially in, in 2020 by the boom of DeFi, uh, that actually, you know, blockchain has a lot to do with, uh, and crypto have a lot to do with, with, with the way in which we can we can coordinate uh, finance, in which we can coordinate incentives, and and all of that becomes extremely interesting when put into the context of of early stage uh, companies trying trying to do some innovative stuff, right? So uh, that's that's another one of our our verticals, and and the last but definitely not least vertical is is data and privacy. Uh, which we're targeting, we, we believe, you know, we put them both together uh, because in many cases uh, um, they have a, a very close relationship to each other. And and we, we do believe that blockchain and, and crypto uh, ha have a, a very, very, very good chance of, of really enabling the next age of, of, of privacy preserving applications um, and infrastructure. So uh, those are the three uh, verticals, which by default uh, kind of, um, make us have to invest in large markets, make us have to invest in either fast growing markets or large markets and preferably be, you know, both. So when we're talking about, you know, financial sectors, uh, it's especially in, 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 the, in the case of DeFi, we're talking about, you know, a, a tripling in, 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 in value, a tripling in total value locked in, in 2020. It's, it's extremely fast growing. And, um, you know, as soon as it becomes part of mainstream finance, I think that is going to, to, to become really just one of the largest industries in the world. Um, and, and so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're limiting ourselves on purpose. Right, right. I mean, I think, I think the first step you, you talk about is totally, totally, uh, well, totally makes sense because I think once you pick this market, these, these markets are what I call heavily uh, value-oriented. What, what I mean by that is I don't mean that these are cheap. What I mean is that they, when you have markets that are measuring trillions that already exist in, in the world and you go after that, the obviously your total addressable, total addressable market is huge. And 
uh, when when the when the transfer uh, between let's say counterparties within these uh, ecosystem, whether that's you know financial or that is uh, global supply chain, are measured in millions, billions, or trillions, then obviously I think even even a small percentage of that uh, it, it would 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 be uh, totally substantial for any startup to 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 make right in terms of revenue or even profit, um, and as well as I mean I guess data and privacy. Uh, I think that's that's. Uh, I think that that's currently maybe maybe a fight that crypto will gonna will have to have with with I guess regulation down down the road or maybe it's it's happening even now because you know the desire for I guess government to regulate the space uh, versus the I guess the libertarian origin of the of the of the industry where where you 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 know privacy and and uh, individual freedom uh, is 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 treasured, right? I think I think th- th- that's area. Then personally, that I'm very interested to see how 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 it how it would happen. Um, the regulations aspect, but the first two, I think, you know, in terms of what you talk about, um, huge market, growing market, preferably both. That they, they, they hit the nail. So now the question becomes: so so now you pick the market, and it makes sense. What happens next, right? How do you how do you de-risk maybe the execution of a team? Yeah. So it, just like you said, after you pick the market, you got to pick the team. And we look, it's, it's, it's really difficult because uh, um, sometimes investors tend to invest into a market, not necessarily into a team within a market. And taking a bet on a market with an average team um, is probably uh, the closest equivalent to a suicide, <laughs> at least, at least from, from, a, from my perspective as, a, as, a, as an early stage venture capital investor that is looking for pearls right mm-hmm. um we're, we're looking you know for not only huge markets but we're looking for the companies who are going to be able to literally kill those markets right be the be the first uh we're looking for the best and the biggest success stories within those markets and and this is where uh, uh the team selection and the due diligence of you know the product and understanding defensibilities. You know within the the business model or or you know the brand and or the network effects that 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 you know company X Y Z are 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 currently you know working on or 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 uh, are able to to offer through through their products um, is really really important. And and so I don't mean to sound cliche. I know every single investor says this, but it's true. Um, and so team is by far the biggest thing that makes a difference. Uh, for us, when, when it comes to our due diligence, there's been many, many times where, you know, we've seen, like, like you said, just, just amazing markets that we're very interested in, uh, great products uh, that that we believe, you know, make a lot of sense. Uh, but, but we've, you know, if, if we're not able to to feel comfortable about the team, if we're not able to feel that the team is going to uh, be the biggest winners um, in that space, if if there's no clear, you know, founder market fit. Um, then, then we, we we cannot move forward, and and that again is 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 a is a big shame for us because uh, there's a lot of interesting opportunities out there, uh, uh, but but usually the, the the team is a quality metric that we're not able to uh, uh, you, you could say to 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 have discounts on. Right, 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 absolutely, absolutely. So, so what constitutes as founder market fit, right? Because this is super important. So, what are your some of your personal filters? or a uh, question you would ask about founders in order for you to, to understand what level they are at? Yeah, so, so there's always two things that, we, that I tend to look at in a founder. Uh, I tend to look at experience um, and expertise. And those things are very different, right? Because 
and 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 we've invested in many founders uh, that have very little experience but lots of expertise, and we've invested uh, in actually much less founders that have lots of experience and no expertise. Uh, uh, usually, that 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 uh, you know experience tends to develop expertise as well. Um, but look, I mean, in terms of founder selection and trying to understand, you know, uh, or or grok the idea of of founder market fit. There's there's different markets and 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 there's different uh, requirements at least in terms of uh, how we see you know founders in those markets uh, uh, that 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 we feel very strongly about right so let's let's talk about you know even one of our our verticals that we just talked about sure. uh, um, supply chains you know we would we would want we would want to you know if we're going to invest into a founder uh, that's that's targeting. Uh, an existing industry, uh, a founder that's targeting an industry that's uh, uh, riddled with competition. And I'm talking about billion dollar conglomerates uh, kind of competition. I'm not talking about, you know, four or seven uh, startups that uh, that have seen some incredible growth in the past two years. Mm-hmm. No, we're talking about a huge, huge industry that uh, uh, requires a certain amount of experience, okay, where expertise actually becomes uh, um, almost secondary to 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 the experience in that sense because having a founder or ceo you know in our case uh, for example grain chain you know which is a company in our portfolio mm-hmm. um and, and i'm going to talk about lewis uh Masias, the, the the ceo he's known this industry for the past 15 years he's been able to really understand um and really go through i mean like kind of problem by problem uh, uh decompose the, this entire value chain you know all the way from the farmer to the commodity trader you know who's who's trading let's say grains and, and other things as, as commodities right uh, and between you know between those two you've you've got hundreds of players you've got hundreds of different kind of uh, 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 links and 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 different uh, um, you could say uh, um, parties that are involved in, in making the supply chain what it is and and Luis Masias the CEO was able to understand the industry to such an intimate extent that he was able to build uh, what, what he built and 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 truly disrupt uh, uh, this you know the, the supply chain of grains um, now another you know really really great example which actually goes the other way where expertise you know takes the cake uh, which which again you know echoes on on this idea of pro- of, of founder market fit um, you know a, a great example of of, of founder market fit is is in Harry Halpin, who's currently leading NIM, which is which is one of our privacy projects that we've invested into. Harry has been an, a privacy advocate for the past, you know, almost twenty years. He's worked as an academic, um, as a as a as an industry uh, uh, leader um, in in that realm for for many many years, uh, decades, and his experience and expertise uh, is, is, is something that within the, the, the privacy market and, and you know, uh, people who are working on solutions and people, academics and researchers who are, who are really understanding you know, uh, um, what, what, what these guys are up to are, are, and especially the investors and communities around this project are able to, to really understand that Harry and his team um, are, are the best ones to lead such an effort, right? And so even from that perspective, let's say, you know, Harry, uh, um, personally, did did not spend you know 15, 20 years building companies um, or 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 you know landing three or four exits uh, um, you know like many of, of of the other kind of founders in in, in the 
space, which which tend to to uh, to kind of you know uh, um, be attractive for us, right? Right. We're we're talking about somebody who who spent his entire life living that, and and you know through that we believe that that constitutes as as immense uh, uh, founder market fit. And so I hope that I hope that answers your question a little bit. Yes, yes. Um, I think what you just highlighted there is this relationship between the company, the product, and the industry. Because you know what I'm thinking when when you mention supply chain is that you know, this is a this is a I, I, I don't know thousand year old industry, right? I'm mean, trade is existing thousands of years, and there are parts of it. Um, if you understand how it works that's how you can innovate whereas maybe in a field as privacy data it's about maybe your expertise in understanding how to make a product that would fit that that would allow such such you know privacy to to exist right or as opposed to you are a maybe a a i don't know a privacy lawyer working for the government um you you, you may you may have expertise but you don't have inclination to want to disrupt the system yeah, hundred percent, and 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 I think that this is where, I guess, the delicacy or the the, the, the delicate uh, um, uh, nuances really really are found, right? Because under, understanding how the product, the founder, the story, the industry all fit together into making really a, a success story happen, or 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 you know a billion dollar company happen, from our perspective, is is one of the most important things. Um, I yeah, completely agree with you there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So 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 now you know we we understand your uh, three verticals that compose your investment thesis, uh, the kind of founder uh, market fit you look for. So how do you what sort of value add do you provide to projects to founders to teams? Okay, that's that's another question. That and and look, I mean, I I think lots of lots of investors in our space, specifically. Uh, more, more generally, just just investors who who invest in micro funds, uh, who who I mean, through micro funds or smaller than a hundred million dollar funds, um, especially on the earlier stages, are 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 claiming to add value, right? They're claiming to to add advice. They're claiming to uh, to you know to provide networking and, and to provide uh, help with you know, especially in our industry. I mean, with everything that 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 accounts to token economics and ICOs and lots, right, of, lots right. of stuff like that. Um, we, we tend to be a lot more pragmatic about it. We understand that uh, our founders are building businesses and what our founders need is extremely varied um, at, at any given time. Uh, but we try to really fill the gap where, wherever we, we try to identify it. And I think the most important thing as you know, for us as investors is to remember that we're not, we're not the founders. Um, and there's really just a just a certain amount of of uh, help or support that we can provide uh, before it becomes overbearing or or, or over encumbering to an extent. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that has a lot to do with uh, the, the found the, the the investor's ego in, in that sense. But look, I mean, we we really try to be there for our founders, and 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 I think that being one of the only investors or or kind of uh, seed investors in Europe uh, specializing in what we specialize in, I think that we've been able to, to build quite an interesting framework around how we, we try to add value to our uh, to our founders and to, to the companies that we invest into. Um, look, I mean, we, we, we participate in everything uh, that, that a company is, is currently 
dealing with, right? And and of course, understanding that perhaps hiring might might be a, a bigger a bigger issue for company X, and then company Y uh, actually has a lot to do with with their R and D. They're still working on the product. So so really, I mean, everything and 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 from you know everything from from marketing to 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 fundraising to uh, to to identifying the right kind of talent, to to understanding how the product can work, or to really innovate on the business model itself, are all uh, areas that we try to uh, uh, to to get in uh, uh, with our founders and 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 work with them just extremely intimately, very very closely, and sometimes it yields results, uh, and 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 sometimes it's a, it's a little bit slower to see, but we 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 we're huge believers in, in, in the idea of value ads. Uh, we, we don't like to, um, to market it because I don't think that it's something that should be, uh, um, you could say, a, dif- uh, a huge differentiator. I mean, I, I think that all investors need to do their part. Some investors will be better at bringing uh, a different kind of value ads uh, uh, to different kind of investors, uh, to different kind of founders, sorry. Uh, and this is the beauty of this is the beauty of venture, I think. Um, but but yeah, we we try to do as much as possible. That's right. that's the short answer. So 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 I, I I the reason I ask question is that as you said, you know, given given our industry, given the the early stage of the development of the whole industry, right? There are so many different people, like you say, investing through micro funds. Um, and uh, I, I I guess you know I wanted to get your view on on the 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 current evolution of the space right and i think that the market right now has is it a different place um than what it used to be in 2017 um and same different type of investors um so 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 how do you see the maturation of the industry uh you know especially with the funds involved right do you see a consolidation where you know if you are the biggest you'll be able to you know get the best deals um, how do you see that? Yeah, look, I, I think that um, in many of in many of the markets, when it comes to, uh, uh, I guess, the startups that we're talking to, we're we're seeing the situation where it's uh, winner winner takes it all, right? I think that in the in the investor uh, um, angle, things are a little bit different, and that's because there's a clear disparity uh, uh, between between geographies and. We, as as European investors, try to act as a conduit uh, for for the best innovation in Europe uh, that's happening around blockchain and and, and its implementations and uh, in in the world. And so I think that there's definitely niches uh, for for investors to, uh, to to build around. And so you've got amazing amazing players, you know, in the DeFi space that have emerged uh, with with some incredible names like like Framework and others. And then you've got uh, some some other also amazing players uh, uh, like 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 Dragonfly and and Variant uh, who specialize again in, in just supporting DeFi companies um, and 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 projects from their side of the world. Um, there's I see a lot of collaboration. I don't see uh, too much competition, especially from you know from from where we are uh, in Europe. There's there's definitely a gap here that we're seeing, and and I think that this is where you know a lot of the value in in Eden Block and and kind of what we're doing really is. I mean, being able to to champion Europe and Israel uh, as a as an ecosystem for for blockchain innovation is is really interesting to us. Um, that still leaves a ton of 
place for us to collaborate with uh, with many of the you know American funds, the Asian funds, um, and 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 everybody else. And yeah, I think I think that speaks to to a certain maturation of of the space. I think we're seeing a lot more capital entering the space. We're seeing exits. We're seeing acquisitions. We're seeing uh, IPOs. Right. So uh, uh, Bitmain filing for a for an IPO and and looking for a forty to fifty billion dollar valuation with three billion dollars in profits is 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 quite interesting and 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 quite a interesting sign of matru- maturity if you ask me. I mean, especially looking at you know what Airbnb is looking to IPO at, and and what uh, uh, Uber and or Slack have IPO'd at. We're really seeing you know the proliferation of of crypto and and blockchain uh, um, across industries. And just going back, uh, even taking a step back, understanding who really is pouring money into this space right now. It's not 2017. Uh, Bitcoin is at 40k not because of retail investors we're talking about some of the largest and brightest institutions in the world uh finally coming to terms with the fact that uh, bitcoin is an asset and crypto is is a a not so quiet anymore uh revolution and and i think that yeah i mean with maturity comes a lot more competition uh uh but but the the rewards are becoming a lot more uh, uh, tempting, uh, you know, from from my perspective as an investor, and so sure. that only makes us more bullish about the space. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, hey, the big the big main story that that that's, I think that makes them more valuable than Coinbase, if I if I if if uh if if, if the numbers are correct, right? Uh, if they making three billion profit <laughs> at, at fifty billion valuation, that's probably like uh, more expensive than Coinbase. Uh, this is super interesting. I mean, but but uh, like you said, right? As, as the speed of growth in, in in this in the crypto market is is unprecedented, right? Um, you know, uh, talking about maybe the you know the AUM being locked in DeFi. Uh, you know, that went from what a billion barely at start of the last year to how much is it now? Twenty, thirty billion, right now. Um, you know, that 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 would um, absolutely uh, sort of impact the risk reward right for for investors i think in the space so 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 one of the one of the topic we have really touched on is that how how is crypto market different from traditional vc uh okay so i mean as a as an investor uh there's there's a few angles that i can that i can take here i think and to be super technical right as a gp i can tell you that liquidity is a lot um, more interesting in crypto, uh, like you said, I, I think that at the beginning of this conversation, valuations are completely, um, you could say, not in line with 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 traditional VC. Mm-hmm. I think you know when it comes to the valuation of token networks and their ability to uh, accrue value in such a small amount of time and and really generate crazy network effects in such a small amount of time, and you know we've seen. Really, really interesting networks like Uniswap and 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 all of the lending protocols like Compound and Aave and and uh, even Perpetual uh, Protocol just just you know come into the market, prove out their 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 systems and prove out their product and you know achieve product market fit and and you know very very fast. And so when it comes to our at least uh, uh, our perspective as GPs, we we love tokens, but we don't you know we're we're not we're not uh, 
we're not overly you could say drawn to 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 that just because of the liquidity aspect so that we 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 believe that there's many amazing businesses that that are you know still uh, uh generating revenues or 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 you know just dollar revenue and and building real businesses um i think that overall though we're we're really starting to see a uh, faster time to market faster liquidity um and uh, earlier liquidity and and uh look i mean the returns is something else right <laughs> but uh <laughs> but we're, but we're, we're we're definitely we're definitely seeing uh really really attractive uh, uh time frames here and and that that affects yeah that affects vc as an asset class in general oh yeah absolutely absolutely I, this feels to me like the earlier days of um i guess when hedge funds started you know um this 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 uh huge uh new industry i i think you know crypto and blockchain specific uh vc uh market is is likely to be you know probably one of the fastest uh investment asset class um i i cannot think of a, another another asset class that 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 that, that has this kind of growth and, and and valuation uh you know uh increase within within a couple of years right um it's amazing to me i want to ask you opinion about how sustainable do you think that is what is your view on the market for the next a year or two look i don't i don't want to i don't want to be the guy to uh predict the doomsday uh but i think i think that there's Look, as as much as we're seeing signs of maturity and 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 signs of of incredibly accelerated growth, I think there's still a lot of uh, you could say weaker or less mature uh, uh, parts of the industry, uh, even on the protocol kind of you know technical levels that that need to be addressed, right? So you know even even things like uh, and I'm I'm sure you've heard about it, but uh, just liquidation, you know, and uh, in, in, in decentralized, uh, you know, lending protocols is 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 a problem. I think that you know everything related to what we saw in in the in the maker maker crash in 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 2020 uh, was 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 quite uh, formidable in terms of really understanding how how agile the industry is and how volatile the industry is as well as its associated market um or actually more of the market not not necessarily the industry um look the the growth is going to continue to to accelerate that's 100 percent. i think that the you know it's 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 getting too big to ignore um and most of the uh uh guys who were on the fence right so managers uh of of the largest corporations in the world, uh, the builders of, you know, the most amazing technologies in the world are all starting to to take heed and understand that 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 blockchain and crypto is here to stay. So in terms of growth, I believe that it's, it's going to, to stay uh, whether or not there's we're going to face problems, um, you know, this year or next year or three years from now, I'm, I'm sure that we're going to continue uh, uh, feeling uh, what I would call growth pains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's whether it's uh, um, you know again more more issues when it comes to to how those those really primitive protocols are are, are interacting with each other, um, but you know the, the faster we feel those grow, growing pains, actually the faster we're going to be able to to work on them and 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 assuage those problems. And um, I think in general, you know, 2017. Uh, um, especially venture capital went into into lots of 
vaporware. Uh, went into lots of of empty projects uh, that tried to, you know, to build utility around uh, uh, around specific, uh, uh, you could say, specific network or specific uh, implementations. But we saw very very little utility. We saw lots of you know weird kind of cryptocurrencies. Uh, that try to 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 be basically associated with with uh, with specific projects. And by the way, I mean XRP is is one of the best examples of this, right? Um, and 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 there and there it is. I mean, lots of lots of people got rich from from XRP, uh, but 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 you know you know what's happening right now, right? So I, I think I think those those two kind of uh, uh, signs of 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 amazing, amazing growth, but then, you know, okay, we still got a lot to grow and we still need to, to, to prepare ourselves for, for this kind of uh, growth by, by putting the right infrastructure um, across these, you know, across these markets, across this industry. And uh, this is why we, we, we love to invest actually in, in, in infrastructure for, for this market and what we believe to, to actually uh, enable uh, sustainable growth for the next uh, eight to 12 years. Right, right, right. I think that's a, that's a nice note of sanity. Um, within this current current market right now, um, I think as you said, we are still at a stage where we are where we are working out uh, the tools, the infrastructures, right? We it, it's not even working as it we imagined to be or wish it to be yet. So I guess the the enthusiasm in price and and the fundamental reality of how it works will eventually align, right? Converge into one, and and this process may take may take a form of, you know, uh, sine waves, right? It goes up and down, up and down, up and down. These are cycles uh, we have to go through until, you know, the, the, I guess this is what people call price discovery. And then once the, once the industry matures to a stage where things work and most people are using one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, the, 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 the most, I guess, dominant players in the, in the, in the, in the industry um, or, or, you know, multi-chains, then that's a stage where, where, where I guess we can say it has gone mainstream. Yeah, I completely agree. And and you know, what we're what we're seeing here is 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 really the development of of, of a new of a new era uh, of a new uh, of a drastically different uh, uh, paradigm in in how we build businesses, in how we innovate uh, on 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 the things that create value, in how we build products. And and I think that look the fu- the fundamentals don't change, right? Um, great businesses and great teams are going to build value, are going to disrupt industries because that's been happening, you know, for the past twenty years. Um, and and we're going to continue seeing this, just in my opinion, at a at an accelerated rate, uh, especially with what you know these these this what I call frontier tech. Is able to is able to to provide to us, right? And it's not just blockchain, by the way. It's it's artificial intelligence. It's it's 5G. It's it's our 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 utilization of all these technologies together in order to reach uh, uh, very very interesting, uh, you could say, uh, uh, points where where we're able to to disrupt industries and 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 look at very very disruptive. Uh, implementations of 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 you know these technologies and uh, across industries, um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Yeah, fantastic, man. Like I think I think you know if if it plays out for the next eight to twelve years, we'll we'll be having a lot of conversations. So before we wrap this up, let you go, Leo. What are some of the uh, great startup projects that we should be looking out for in the in this year or next year from your portfolio? Yeah, so I'm obviously uh, extremely subjective. 
Uh, <laughs> but, I want but it just... to be as subjective as possible. <laughs> okay, great. I, I think, look, there, there's there's a lot to talk about, but just 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 to highlight, uh, maybe two two companies that have been extremely extremely close to my heart. Um, it's 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 probably going to be the Vega Protocol as well as as well as NIM. Um, both of them, uh, uh, you know, both of these projects are, are projects that we've uh, we've been very very early supporters of, and and I'm uh, uh, just just so happy to be working with both of these teams. Um, they're they're working on on amazing amazing products. Uh, you know, Vega in in the DeFi space, they're actually the first team to ever work on a decentralized derivatives exchange, um, and and I think that what they're doing is is just so many so many levels uh, uh, above what what we've seen so far and and really i mean vega can be that conduit to to uh to the real world where where we see that conversion and nim i mean nim is is just you know completely changing um our ideas of of how privacy should actually come into our lives and and i think that again privacy uh, is has always been a feature and Many of the blockchain projects so far uh, that, that we've seen dealing with privacy have tried to turn privacy into a product, and, and I think that's wrong. Um, you know, one of the best examples of, of of where privacy comes as a feature associated with an amazing product is is Brave, right? So the Brave browser uh, has has been able to to bring privacy into a place where you actually feel good about using it. But today, you know, how many people are paying for privacy? We're not sure um, how many people are uh, uh, really going out there and, and building, uh, um, you could say, privacy as an application. Um, many, but but none of that is, in my opinion, re really uh, um, looking at the situation correctly. NIM is, is this layer of privacy that could enable really any other interaction in the world uh, in a completely private manner. Um, so, so com you know, completely kind of underpinning uh, the applications, uh, the transactions um, of, of really any kind of movement of data, uh, uh, NIM can turn that into, into private and, and actually sustainable for the very long term, um, which, which is something that I'm very, very appreciative of. So I, I guess that, that would be so two, two of my uh, uh, yeah, highlights for today. Fantastic, fantastic! I look forward to see how the two projects develop. Uh, just for people who are, who are maybe interested in learning more about these two projects, um, personally, I'll be uh, doing a interview with uh, the Vega team uh, because they are working on some uh, issues that are super important and essential for the whole blockchain space. Stay tuned for that, and I look forward to learn more about Lim. So, uh, I guess Leo, how, where do people go find out more about you uh, and the Eden Block team? That's a great question. We've 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 uh, we've actually tried to, to stay quiet for a very long time now. But uh, you you can you can find our our research on our website. You can find uh, again our team on our website. You can connect with uh, any one of, of 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 the team members through through LinkedIn. We're we're quite open. And uh, yeah, I'm just calling out to all amazing founders who are working with blockchain. Uh, uh, if if you've got something interesting to 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 to, to talk about. We're always here, and 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 uh, we, we love to connect with with like-minded individuals. So, and and Harvey, by the way, thank thank you so much for for having me on the podcast. It's been a, a great pleasure, and and uh, of course, seeing 
you you grow and and you know together with the industry has been an amazing pleasure thank you man thank you from from my point of view i really wanted to get people who have been doing investing who have a process to sort of come on the show and talk about the 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 the, the you know the industry and what they do to bring more light and understanding to the industry because i do feel as you said the industry needs maturing and, and and that that means people who are participating in this should be educating themselves all the time. So if you are a listener and ever wonder how VC works, go check out edenblog.com. Uh, read through their thesis, their blogs, and follow their work. And also uh, follow the show. I'll be doing more of this. So thank you again, Leo. And I look forward to speak to you again. <laughs> <laughs>